All right, everybody, welcome to the Resonate Into Riches podcast. I am your host, Marquise Trent. I'm so excited about this podcast and the things that it is about to do in the lives of the listeners. As you may know or may not, Resonate Into Riches is about the internal workings, not just the, the tactics and the strategies that people always look for when it comes to success. Many people aren't aware that it comes down to the belief limiting beliefs, the internal aspects, and being able to tap in and resonate into those riches. So everybody, today I have a guest hailing from Texas. I checked this brother out on Instagram. I love what he's doing. Um, he's a part of an industry that I was a part of, but firmly, firmly believe in. It's helped make many six-figure earners and millionaires uh, across the world. And it's a truly a tried and true uh, method of gaining wealth that I've learned. I've also heard that he's played basketball overseas, which is phenomenal, uh, to say the least. But I'll let him introduce himself. And that is Mr. Jay Warren. How you doing today, Jay? Man, uh, I'm great, man. I'm just, you know, honored and uh, privileged to be on here, man. You know, thanks for the invite, man. Truly, uh, truly appreciate it. No question. No question. No question. So tell the people uh, a little bit about yourself uh, that I may not have covered. Tell the people where you're from, and then we'll get into more of the questions. Tell okay, them so um, yeah, yeah. So real quick, so yeah, um, like he, uh, like you mentioned, um, uh, uh, started a professional basketball career overseas. Played 13 years overseas. Uh, started in South America and just worked uh, east. Um, played 13 years. Um, had a, a great career. Got to see the world. Experience uh, people, culture um it you know just places and, and it was you know it was just a blessing um during that time um i actually started uh, uh my first network marketing company um and then uh you know kind of uh i, I kind of fell into that i heard about network marketing probably well, when i was 19. i, I want to stop you there i want to get okay. into the network marketing just yet just yet okay but tell the people um where are you from where are you from here in america okay yeah so okay all right my apologies, man. So, you could, you so yeah. So I it just, um, I, I just, uh, I'm from Dallas, so live here in Dallas. Uh, that's where you know my family is, and uh, you know, they, you know, we're based out of Dallas right now. It's, I'm not married to it, um, but okay. uh, you know, this is where I'm okay. based at right now. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, Dallas. I love Dallas, man. Um, uh, I'm I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia, and um, I went to Dallas several times, and I really love the place. Getting to know more about it. It's a huge place, the DFW. So I definitely got a lot of love for Dallas and for Texas in general. Um, excuse me. I would like to transition um, into talking about as you started to go. Tell us, well, before we even get into that, you mind telling us a little bit about your background? Like, how did you come up, you know, family and, you know, were you into the church at all? Any types of things like that that you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, so um, I mean, I I mean, we uh, I mean, I, obviously we're uh, you know we're believers, but we didn't we didn't go to a lot of church and stuff like that. Um, okay. But, but um, I uh, you know just been around. Uh, well, I've had I've been around good people. I've been around bad people. Mm -hmm. um, I've been around positive influences. I've been around negative influences. Okay. And um, you know, just through experience and through life is uh, you 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 figure out uh like what your purpose is um okay. so um even though you know sometimes you make you know the wrong decision mm -hmm. um you know sometimes that wrong decision puts you or i said sometimes most of the time that wrong decision puts you back on the right path to mm -hmm. get you uh where you're supposed to go and uh you know connect you to your purpose so cool 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 i like that i like that outlook man uh lord knows <laughs> i've <laughs> I've done a lot of things, as you said, been around good influences as well as not so good influences, and you pay the price for them. But it's, yeah, it's more about <laughs> are you going to learn the lesson, I think, is what comes down to it. Because a lot of people continuously bump their heads, but they never learn the lesson from it. So they just keep on doing it. Yeah. Man, yeah. And it's, it's funny because you say that because it gets harder as an adult because when you're young, you know, there's you know, you know, your parents or that mentor, that coach that, you know, kind of put you on that right path. When you're an adult, you're thinking like, I'm an adult. So I got the answers. You know, I, you know, I've been labeled an adult. I got the answers. And you figure out 
<laughs> really quickly that that's not always the case. <sighs> that's all I had to do right there with Sack, because as you said, and I'm just thinking all the mistakes I've made as a grown man, and it's it's just amazing, man, truly. But yeah, yeah. could you start, could you take us back to, first of all, your basketball career? Evidently, in my mind, you played basketball uh, in high school, maybe middle school. Like, when did you find the game of basketball? And when did you see, oh, man, this is pretty serious that I can take this somewhere? So, um, I, I mean, I would say football was my first sport. Uh, for, football, football was okay. actually my first sport, yeah. But um, I played both sports all the way up until high school. And then high school, I focused on basketball. Um, long story short is, you know, I shared this with a lot of people. Like, as a freshman, I was 5'3". So, wow. I, I wasn't, yeah, yeah, I wasn't tall at all. Um and then even when I graduated uh, from co uh, high school, I was like five eleven, six foot. So I didn't okay. actually get my growth spurt till after after high school. And in, in high school, yeah, 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 I was, I was definitely, I was a late, yeah, know, a late bloomer. Yeah, <laughs> I was a late bloomer, which kind of translates sometimes with um, you know the personal growth and you know thinking and stuff like that. Mm. I digress. So. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, so I was, a, I was a late bloomer, um, and, cause in high school, I mean, we had, a, a, a solid team. Our team was, you know, yeah, I mean, we, it was the first like 30 plus one season. Uh, mm -hmm. the ironic thing is that I was probably like the 11th and 12th man off the bench. So, mm -hmm. um, I w it wasn't like I was, uh, this McDonald's all American. Like mm -hmm. I've always been in the trenches, you know, in the mud, you know, working my way. Didn't even get even my senior year. I would say I was I was probably averaging like two or three minutes off the bench. So okay, yeah. So it, it wasn't until basically uh, because uh, you know trying to make the long story even shorter. Um, you know, people who as athletes, especially when you go through the process, the younger mm -hmm. people who can relate, like you know, you know, high school coaches and college coaches, they look at you know your talent. You know, they it's hard to measure your heart because Mm -hmm. The difference is, is that, you know, these high school uh, coaches are, they're, they're coaching for their job. So mm -hmm. it's a different mindset. You know, they're, they're trying to play the best players or the most talented players mm -hmm. at the time. There's, there's a lack of development going on where they're not actually uh, developing the players because they are trying to just find the best athletes and then make them play together as a team. And then hopefully, you know, come out as, you know, winners and champions on the other end. So, um, and, and that's no disrespect to my, my coaches. I mean, I, I, I mean, they say that they know basketball, but when I look back, I'm like, there's still a lot, you know, there, there, there could be a lot of growth on there. Um, but I, I guess again. If I just right there, it's, yep. it's, it's one of those things because I got to experience that, uh, not for myself, but, you know, some of my children were playing the sport and I began to see some of those, uh, that exact concept that you're talking about, where I'm like, are you going to play this guy? Like, are you going to put him in the game? You're going to see it like y'all running people till they're tired and all this. Like, what type of coaching is really going on here? So I appreciate hearing that right now. And you have experience in it because we were seeing it. So, I mean, like I tell my children, life is life. You know, you can't make anybody do anything but you can express yourself you can you can get your voice out there to try to make changes but some things in life they're very difficult to change and may not ever change but uh tell us about your transition to actually go overseas like everybody likes to go and shoot for the stars of the nba which not saying that they don't have skills but you know more about the inner workings of how difficult it is uh tell us about being able to play overseas ball and what that looks like um so i, I would say when i graduated uh college and i remember uh playing against you know the guys on my team like i, I knew I, I wanted to play but um there's a couple guys that was like really like they gave me um bullet points or triggers where there was like man you really could play overseas and you know i mean as athletes, you know, you know, we have egos and stuff like that. But that's one I, I was saying college my senior years when I really like, okay, I'm I'm gonna give this a try because um 
it, it was one of the things where I didn't I didn't want to I, I didn't want to have any type of regret in, in that part of my life. So um, you know I I basically made the decision, and when I, once I made that decision, I started trying to get as you know get in front of many eyeballs and, and get as much exposure as possible because um, like my my first when I graduated was two thousand three. And people always ask me, like, did you, you know, enter in the draft? I was like, nah, I was like, that's the that's the year like LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosch and Carmelo. So like I don't think I was gonna make that draft. So <laughs> so um, it, you know, but that was the year I came out and then that and I just started down that's when I started starting to be a professor. So I started going to as many camps as I could, um, you know, trying to connect with as many people as I could just so I can um you know, because I, I was never taught or there was no blueprint for me on how to make that transition from, you know, being a college player to be a pro player. So I had to go figure it out. So when it comes to pro, um, I'm not heavily into sports like that. So I definitely, you know, would like some insight in this. When it comes to the levels, uh, clearly there's a financial difference. There's, a, in my mind, maybe a... Uh, a coverage difference, like okay, this league is huge, this league is not. From your inside in, like, what are the levels of? Oh, the NBA is up here, but overseas right here, overseas down here. Like, what are the major differences uh, when it comes to those leagues? Um, I would definitely say the NBA probably has the best talent in the world. Like, you know, you know, hands down. Like they, they, you know, with all the resources that they have. Um, you know, they get the, you know, the biggest, stronger, faster guys, but I can, you know, to be fair, I didn't really learn basketball until I went overseas because that's how the, that's why the world has caught up with us now. You know, everybody, you know, the, the track guy was saying like, you know, given those NBA guys, you know, they, I, I, don't, I don't know if you can cuss on your podcast, so I won't cuss. Um, <laughs> so, but they were, they were giving them a, a hard time about, um, yeah. uh, uh, like being world champs, um, okay. and you know you've seen that this past year that the they, the, the USA didn't uh, they didn't medal in the world basketball um, mm -hmm. I know you just sport, but they didn't but they didn't. So there's uh, uh, so when they were uh, world uh, when they talk about world champs, then you can see that's why the um, the world was catching up with uh, with everybody in the NBA because mm -hmm. the, the the way they teach the game over there. It's all about fundamentals, mastering the fundamentals, skills, uh, you know, half court set. But in the uh, NBA, it's, it's athletic, um, you know, strongest, uh, fastest, who can jump the highest. And then, like, we'll get these guys together and then we'll, fit, you know, you know, fit, you know, figure it out later. That's why, that, for example, um, Greg Popovich, like, you know, he's been late 28 years. He takes a lot of the European style and that's why he's been successful for you know, so long because he takes a lot of those ideas that he, you know, from the, you know, he, I mean, look at his European, I mean, look at his players, you know, Victor now, uh, Duncan, U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, Ginobili, Argentina, uh, Tony Parker, France. So like he's, he's taking a lot of those ideas over there in Europe and bring them over here to the States. And a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. Like they, they teach basketball over there. Um, and they've caught up with the rest of the world. Yeah. Appreciate you sharing that. So, uh, if you don't mind sharing in general, you may not have to share, you know, your figures unless you were comfortable. But like, what type of what type of money do overseas players make versus NBA players? Um, it depends on the leagues because there's so many okay. different leagues. So like, obviously, NBA is you know the of highest. So there's nobody highest. overseas. Yeah. Yeah, there's nobody overseas making hundred million dollar contracts. I mean, Which they, is you crazy. know, or, crazy. yeah, well, yeah. There, I mean, there there isn't. Um, but if you get into um, Euroleague, and you can get a two year deal, and you can make you know eight figures, you can make you know ten million in, in Euroleague, depending on yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. If, you, if you if you're on the right team, and I'm not saying that that you get that right off, you know, Everybody, right out, yeah. you get a draft. Yeah, you build you build up to that. So I would say if you're a rookie going over to, um, uh, you know, a, a strong country like, you know, Spain, ACB, uh, Russia, you know, Italy, maybe France. And, I, and it's, you know, it's kind of went down ever since uh, when I since I retired. But those you can come out and make six figures 
if you play well, if you perform well. So you can you can make six figures, you know, com- coming off, you know, out of uh, out of college. Um, but then there's some, you know, there's a, a guy who's playing in your league now who uh, was, you know, making, you know, like he, I think he was making like 50 or 60, you know, his first year or two years. And now he's in your league. No, 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 no. You're not making fifty oh, million. No, no, no. Now you're making sixty thousand. I'm talking about yeah, you're making sixty thousand. Yeah, like gotcha. he's making fifty, you know, fifty to sixty thousand. I'm not gonna say his name, but you know, but yeah, now yeah. he's, yeah, but now he's in your league and he's doing, you know, really well. Like he's, you know, probably gotcha. a millionaire now. So I nice. mean, there, there's different. That's what I mean. There's different roles and different mm-hmm. uh, grinds that you can do to get, you know, to make it, mm-hmm. you know, so you can make a. I mean. Can you make a living off of it? Absolutely. Like, I mean, sure. me playing 13 years, you know, you, you can make a living off of it. But, nice. I mean, you have to you have to stick to that process. You got to stick to and commit to it because it, it's, it's tough. It's difficult. Okay. Well, I definitely want to transition, man. I appreciate you sharing that yes. in general because I hear about people going overseas. I know one of the cats that I know personally, his son, uh, I believe, got a contract to play overseas. So, just like everything else, of course, you know, NBA highest and NHL, NBA, you know, MLB, things of that nature. But I think a lot of times people forget, especially the young people, they may forget, hey, there are other leagues that my skills and talents can go to, to, you know, I guess just like any other thing, for instance, and you'll understand this, when I talk to people, because uh, myself, I'm a self-publishing book coach. I help people write and publish books. And when it comes to business or certain endeavors, I ask them, uh, what's your goal to make money or to make impact? Or what is it exactly you're trying to do? Because if you just want to make money, you can sell products and drop ship. You can do all different types of things. But if you're interested in making an impact and an income, then of course, being a speaker like yourself, being in network marketing, things of that nature. So, it comes down to wanting to know the goals of the person or the, the, the destination that they want to achieve. Because a young person can say, oh, I want to go to NFL. Oh, I want to go to, you know, uh, the, the NBA. I'm not going to tell them, no, they can't, because they can do anything they're willing to put their mind to and pay the price for, <laughs> pay the price for, the sacrifice. <laughs> but then I want you to be aware of how small of a target that you're aiming at. Out of all these hundreds of thousands, like this is the this is the level of, of, of choice. You know what I'm saying? You know that you you've experienced it. So to say, hey, I can still go overseas and live my dream of being a basketball player, you know, earn a good earn some good money, you know, and leverage it from there. So to transition, I want to say, when did you get into business and was network marketing your first business endeavor? Um, I would say probably halfway through my career is when I made the decision to get into business. And yes, network marketing was the first thing I jumped into because um, that was a business that um, I, I knew and I seen that you can build anywhere, especially depending on what the, com- the company you were with. So, um, yeah, so uh, I knew that you know, going, you know, you know, just going back and trying to work, you know, find a nine to five and then work to nine to five was going to be um, like, it, it just, it just wasn't for me. Um, and I was just like, so I started to look uh, and search probably, I would say, you know, mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties, um, where I was just like, all right, you know, you know, like the, the window of me playing, actually playing, is is you know it's not it's not gonna last that long um so you know what is it that i can get into to you know make the transition from you know being this basketball player to being a business owner you know being an entrepreneur and um yeah so i would say probably um it was probably like in 2010 2011 when um you know we probably in 2009 when i was looking but 2010, 2011 is probably when I'm, I I made the transition while I started building while I was playing. Okay. Well, what was your first company? First company. Uh, so I got started with my ex, uh, my ex fiance, and it was New Skin. So um, 
Yeah, so new skin, yeah, you know, they're like, hey, you're a basketball player and you're selling a skincare product. It's like, well, I was with my ex-girlfriend, so. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, but, you know, even, you know, to this day, and I, and it's, a, you know, it's still a great company. It's, you know, it does really well around the world. Um, right. But, yeah, but it made, it, it made sense in a point where, like, I could, like, at the time, uh, where, like, I can do this and, you know, if I go to this country, so, you know, like, if I, you know, if I'm in Europe and we go to Sweden, we can build a team here and, you know, make some money. And then when I go travel, if we go back to South America and they have it in South America, if they have it in one of the countries in South America I was going to, then we can build it here. So it made, it made a lot of sense. It made, it made a lot of sense for me, um, you know, while, you know, when I started, um, uh, so that's, you know, kind of why I jumped in. And then, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I was trying to forward think a little bit. And I was like, okay, if I can do that while I'm playing, how can I also build it online? Cause I've seen a lot of, uh, people, network marketers were building their business online. So yeah. I was like, how can I, you know, how can I, you know, make the transition to build it online? Cool. So when you, when you got into network marketing, um, what made it appealing to you? Because I know a lot um, of people, all oh, those skin rounds, that's that's pyramid, all that. Like, what what made it appealing to you to say, no, nah, this looks like a, a viable? Because it's a lot of people got a love hate relationship with network marketing, as you know. You got people that got in the industry and they get out, and they get out, they like, oh, it's too cultish, it's scammers, it's this, is that. Certain companies start, they get real big, then they fall, then up. Like, but it's still, from my knowledge, I'm almost 40. It has still appeared. It still appears to be a viable source of earning wealth. So, what Absolutely. would you say? Uh, what 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 was the appeal of the network marketing business model to you? That said, "Hey, man, I got to get involved." With this. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I was. It was definitely the the finance. I was not just the financial freedom. It was the freedom to do because I like me and that. Like I said, in that space, and still to this day, like. Um, like I was like, okay, if I wanted to go to Vegas right now, I just could just go online. I don't have to ask for permission. Just go online, buy a ticket, mm -hmm. you know, go to the airport. Boom. So there's not, there's not a lot of businesses that can do that. You know, it, you know, people want to yeah. say the residual, yeah, the residual, being a residual income, that's amazing. Passive income, that is amazing. Um, but for me, it was just being able to. You know, on a Tuesday, if I wake up on a Tuesday and I was like, I want to go to Puerto Rico for the next three days. Just wake up, go to Puerto Rico, <laughs> sure. hang out, sure. and then come back. You know, because because you you you're, you know you you build it so you can create the type of freedom. And I, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I, like all those objections that you talk about, it's funny because one of the questions I always ask is, where do you see yourself? You know five years from now, 10 years from now, on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. And because now like they're that. thinking, yeah, they're thinking like of like, okay, like, you know, because they, you know, people like, they don't think that far. They're thinking like, you know, whether they're check to check or, you know, they're trying to build a business. They're thinking, um, you know, they, they're not, they don't think past the week. They're thinking to Friday. They're thinking to, mm. you know, the weekend. And, you know, I try to, you know, help them expand their mind to be like, you know, five years from now, you know, if, if you have kids or you have grandkids, like, and it's a Tuesday and it's, you know, 11 a.m. Like, what do you see yourself doing? I like and then, <laughs> Yeah. 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 Cause, yeah. Cause you could then now you, now you put yourself in that place For and sure. now you're thinking like, oh, because it's not, it's not about just the, you know, the, you know, making, you know, a million dollars a month. It's mm -hmm. now, you know, even if you're making, you know, 10 grand a month, 15 grand a month, even a, even 2000 a month, that's covered, covers, you know, most people mortgages. So yeah. if, you, if you're able to cover your mortgage, Extra. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you, and, and that's passive income. That's money that you know that you mm -hmm. built and you worked and it's coming in. Then you can, you can make those decisions on, let me go to Puerto Rico on a Wednesday and come back on a Friday I'm because right. I know that this, I know I have a, a $2,000 check coming in. That's going to cover the mortgage. And then, sure. you know, everything else that, you know, so it, it's those type of things. That's, that's what is the uh, attractive part. To you. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. That's okay. what appealed to me in the beginning. 
Good, man. I love that explanation. And I definitely want to get into some of those deeper questions because you just got me with that one. Like, I, that, that hit me. Like, <laughs> I'm here for now on the Tuesday at 11. So I like I like that that thinking process. So were you always a natural salesman? Now consult, so let me let me formulate this question properly. Did sales come to you naturally? And if yes or no, and from that, how important does sales train how important did sales training become to you? Because I do see that you are a network marketing trainer. Um, so did it come to me naturally? Um, I would say, like, I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. and because I just, and I give you an example why I don't know if I say yes or no on that, because I remember, you know, uh, in, I think it was fifth grade or something like that, fifth or sixth grade, where I started Mm -hmm. playing, um, peewee football and we had to go, you know, we had these fundraisers. So they give us this big old bag of candy, you know, and you sell like these <laughs> Snickers and M&Ms and all that stuff. You had to sell it for $5. So I'm going door to door selling, um, you know, these, these, these candy bars for five, for $5. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And, and so like, I mean, I, and, and I, I'm, I'm terrified, you know, I'm doing it by myself too. So I'm, I'm terrified of, you know, going, knocking on the door, you know, getting rejected, getting the door slammed in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, for a while, cause playing basketball, like for a while, I didn't practice that skill. I didn't practice any of those skills. So, but you know, getting into network marketing, I had to relearn, you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yes, to answer the second part of your question. And I think that, um, cause sales is like, I, like I'm in the mindset now and I, you know, talk to people about this and train people about this mm-hmm. all the time. Like rather you are going to a, a job interview, mm-hmm. like you got to sell yourself to that company. Or, you know, if you're promoting a product or a service, you got to sell that customer that, mm-hmm. you know, that, hey, would you like to buy this? So, mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, and on a side note, people get the sales and marketing stuff, you know, conflicted because mm-hmm. sales is, you know, kind of, it is asking for it. Marketing is, you know, putting, you know, offers and nuggets down there and you're walking them to the sale. But sales mm-hmm. is just like, hey, would you like to buy this? And you get a yes or no. That's that's what sales is. And then, But marketing mm-hmm. is more um, like you're walking that customer, you know, branding yourself, you know, giving them value, you know, attracting people to you so they can see what it is that you're doing. And then, you know, you give them a, a free offer here, a low offer, a low ticketed offer mm-hmm. here or whatever, so they can trust you. And then, you know, mm-hmm. now that they're in your circle, then you, you know, when you want them to buy something, now you can be like, hey, you know, I'm doing this, blah, 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 or I'm selling this product, would you like to buy it? So, you know, the, you know that's the, you know, the crash course of, you know, yeah, sales. Absolutely. So, I think yeah. that was good, man. I like the way you said sales is, is just that asking for the sale, marketing is walking them to the sale. I do, yeah. I do like that. Um. What what industry are you involved in now? Or what what if you don't mind sharing the company, uh, what company are you involved with now and what drew you to that company? Um, so uh I'm still I'm with uh Organo Gold. Um uh, nice. and uh yeah. So and um like that what drew me to that company was um the people who recruited me. Which is, nice. um, yeah, which I think, you know, because on a side note, like, that, like there, there's a lot of people, like, and, and I, I'm including myself in this, there's a lot of people who look, you know, they're looking, like, for companies to, what's this called, uh, to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say I was looking for people who could help me get to where I wanted to go. So that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the, so the people who, um, wow. who you know, okay. who recruited me, yeah. That that's what I was like. Oh, okay, you know, this is this is the path that I I, I like to go. Um, and I and I started in that one. I started too. I was overseas because I was mm-hmm. in a country that. <laughs> so that's kind of you know that's kind of how I uh, I started that company because there was you know there was actually people here and then I wanted to go over and play 
And then when I knew that it, I was uh, those countries I was in, I was like, okay, it, it, again, it made sense. So absolutely, because I am familiar with the company. Um, I haven't kept up with it, you know, in many years. But uh, one is is good to see that they still are, uh, you know, around doing business, making it happen. I definitely enjoyed the product. You know, when I yeah. had it, uh, I think that was one of the reasons I kind of started drinking coffee again, uh, yeah. not just regular <laughs> coffee. But uh, I definitely had experienced some of the benefits of it. And um, I know that they were definitely, definitely had an international aspect. So I can see that happening. Um, yeah. When did you, when did you get into the training aspect of network marketing? What, what, was it because you were building a team? So you say, well, let me just take it a next step further to, uh, you know, start just training other network marketers. Uh, how did you position yourself as a network marketing trainer? So um, when I was building my company, um, and, and we talked a little bit like this, uh, you know, you know, pre-chat. But what I did is that, um, like, I, I got tired of you know, reaching out to the same people who were not into network marketing. So, or who, who were, like you were saying, against it, objectives, pyramid scheme, all that stuff. So I got tired of what's it called. So yeah. I went online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went online and I, you know, I started typing in like, you know, how to build your business online. And mm -hmm. so from that, that's when I got connected with people online to, uh, you know, to, that's how I learned how to build my business online. So I wasn't just, you know, now just trying to build local teams. I was, you know, searching for people online and stuff like that. And so to what you said, what we're talking about offer, it's just like I started targeting network marketers. So when you target network marketers in our space, you know, and so there's two folks to this. So um, when you're targeting network marketers in the space, then you don't have to pitch them on the network marketing business model. They are already familiar with it. They know about it. So it's people, so there's basically two, maybe three people. It's people who are, you know, looking for a company, um, people who need help building a company, or people who, you know, kind of like me, who wants, you know, kind of like when I, when, I, when I first started, like they're looking for, you know, ways to make money and they have no idea how. Mm -hmm. So I would target the first two, a little bit on the third one, but I'll target the first two because I wanted to build, you know, I want people looking for, uh, a company or, and that's how I started my second stream income was mm -hmm. when I would reach out to people and I would say like, Hey, you know, are you open to a side project? If it didn't interfere with what you're currently doing. And then <laughs> if there was, and then I, yeah, so I would, I would ask them that if they were uh -huh. cool in a network marketing company, then I would sit and I would say my, my follow up question would be like, well, how is it that you're doing generating leads online? And mm. so there was a company that I connected with and I started making money off of them, off my nose. Mm -hmm. So now if that, off, now, now, off my nose, yes. What? So when people, yeah. So when people say no to me, I would ask that question, how are you doing building your business online? And you know, some people, obviously a lot of people, a lot of people like, I have no idea how to do that. And to this day, mm -hmm. people still don't know how to build a business online. So I would send them a, a link of a community uh, and be, it would be like an affiliate link mm -hmm. with, you know, training on how to build a business online. So they, they could go and still build their company, um, but they would use that community and that training to help build their company the same way I did. Very and then again, that's a marketing thing that, you know, after they see, you know, if, you know, if, when, when they see me and then they were like, okay, well, you know, again, this guy, you know, he, he's, you know, he's training. So then I could transition if they wanted to, I could transition into my company, but if they were happy with their company, they could just still get that, that training with that other company to help build their business. I think I got an idea what the company is, but we'll talk offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a problem unless you, you know, I could, I could be wrong, but like, I think it's a solid company. If it's the company that I'm thinking about, but, um, yeah. So we'll leave the link. We'll leave the link in this podcast somewhere. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because training, training is important, man. Training is absolutely important, uh, truly. So while building this business, how much traveling did you do? I mean, clearly you was already doing traveling with just 
being an international basketball player, but like, did you get to a a place in the company where you were doing all this traveling and things of this nature and, and helping so, build teams and stuff? So I would, uh, so how I would uh, um, promote it or do it, like for me to travel, and I got this from one of my mentors. He, mm -hmm. he told me, he's like, if somebody can get 100 people in the room, uh, then you know then you know because that would you know because he he was like again he he was always thinking about forward thinking if you can get 100 people in the room then you know that will cover you know his expense because he knows he could close people uh you know once he gets 100 people in the room he just mm -hmm. need, you know he just needs something he, he'd be like hey fine you know like go online find the leader and so um so i, I use that same concept so nice. when i talk to people uh, and if they want me to travel, I was like, okay, if you can get a hundred people in the room, you know, because it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's always a, you know, I mean, I hate to say, but it's, it's part of business. I mean, it's part of basketball too. It's just part of life. Like, uh -huh. you know, it's a law of averages, you know, it's a lot, it's, it, it, is. it is a numbers game. I don't, I don't treat, I don't treat uh, human beings like numbers, but I know that I got to get the reps. So yeah. I know that it, it, I know that I got to talk to so many people before I, you know, yeah. get a yes or a no. So Indeed. I, you Indeed. know, so that's what the that's the way I, 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 you know, that's the way I basically was taught, and that's the way I move. Mm -hmm. It's like I need to make sure that I'm talking to people, you know, to keep my skills uh, sharp yeah. and to get those yes and nos. So when it came to building your business. How did you develop that uh, grit to push past those no's? At what point? Because the no's, people grown. Like, sales, you already know. Like, I know sales and asking the people and getting rejected is a heavy thing. So uh, how in your career or where in your career did you find a place where you, you had to push past these no's to begin to build in a successful business? How were you able to push past those no's? I think, um, well, I said, I think so there's uh, two parts. I want to answer that question. So it's one is that it's always worse in your mind than you actually think. Woo! So I'll give you an example. Like, um, if you, if you're on the basketball court and you miss a layup, you know, you know, especially early in your career, like, Oh my God, you, how, how long are you thinking about that? Layup? Like, Oh my gosh, I just missed mm -hmm. the layup, blah, 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 whatever. And then, you go back and you watch the video of the game, and but you end up shooting, you know, ten for fifteen. He's like, wait, I only missed five shots. So like, so you're making a bigger deal out of one shot when when you look at the whole uh, picture. He's like, oh, I had a good game. Yeah, obviously there's times you shoot two for fifteen, but you get the concept of what I'm saying. No, that was so, powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's the same. It's the same thing with uh, you know the notes. So there's one. There was a book called Go for No that I read. Mm -hmm where um you know you it, you know you have to go through so many no's to get a yes so if you read the book go for no you know that that'll help you i i probably read that book or listened to that book probably like for i would say a month maybe two months straight every morning just to you know get that programmed in my mind about you know going for no's going for no's and then on the back end of that question or that that answer is like i i give people an out and what I mean is like, is like I ask them if they're open, and if not, no big deal. And then, you know that's kind of cliche, but it works because the thing is now you're putting them, uh, you know, now now you're just give now now you're giving them an out because if they're if you're if they're open, they're like okay, cool, yeah, I'll take a look at it. But if they're like, no, nah, I'm good, you know, then it's okay, you know. And then you're like, cool, now now you gave them an out. An out. But some people are like trying to be those hardcore sales. Mm -hmm. It's like I need you to buy right now, buy buy right, now. right now. Yeah, it's like yeah, just you know, corner. Like, where you going? You know, you're gonna you're gonna make a decision right now. Yeah, so, that's so um, powerful. And, and I, I'm never I, like and that's always. Mm -hmm. and so I, you know, with that, I never wanted to move like that because, like, I I got the feeling when I got those sales, like I got that energy and vibe from those salespeople. So mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't want to have buyer's remorse. Um, so I didn't want to make sure I didn't want, I, I didn't want to put mm -hmm. that energy and vibe to you know my team and the people that I was training. That wow. makes sense. It does. It does. Um, I've heard of that book. I haven't purchased it. 
I may go ahead and purchase the audiobook or something to listen to it. Man, one to two months. For y'all listeners, he said he bought the book, Go For No, and listen to it every morning for one to two months, y'all, straight. Because there's a there's a scripture that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I was just sharing this with a guy yesterday. Although that's what the scripture says, and I'm not saying I'm the only person that got this revelation. But one day I was just kind of meditating on that scripture, and then it's like the back end of it fell off, so to speak. Meaning faith comes by hearing. Meaning whatever it is you need to hear to build your faith up, that's what you need to hear. So if you need to reverse or or get rid of the fear of no, you know, he was basically reprogramming his mind to the new belief system of some individuals that wrote the book. Mm -hmm. So he listened to it every single day. So even though he may have had an initial fear of no, he continuously hearing these people say, no, you need to go for no. No, you need to go for no. When we went for no, we had more business than we knew what to do with. When we went for no, so now it's like, oh, all right, I'm a little bit scared. Oh, all right, I'm a little. So you began to reprogram your thinking. So whatever it is that you're desiring to become, the constant listening and 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 indulging in that information is what changes your, your perspective on that. So I definitely appreciate you sharing that. Um, just to add on just a real quick, it's like, I just didn't listen to it and then go eat some Cheetos or something like that. I, I applied it afterwards. So there was yeah. some action on my part after I listened to it. So yeah. that's all no, I want to say. Yeah. Sure no, that, that was very important. So uh, what would you say was your in-network marketing? Because some people definitely think it's a bunch of fluff. Uh, what would you say was the the best month you ever did financially or like in your entire network marketing career, if you don't mind sharing that, like for those that's listening. So like, I would you know, say, um, sales, CV, like, man, I crushed it this month. I did, you know. So, I mean, to be, to, so to be honest with you, um, I think it was, so it, it, for me, it was simple because I got this from my other coach, my, my high school coach. He's actually my mentor now because he's in network marketing. That's why I said nice. I, I found out when I was like 19. Yeah, because he's, you know, he, he's crushing in his company now. Like he's, you know, mm. you know, RVP or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. He is a, he's what in a different company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he got, he got, he's like a doctor. He has all the Diamonds, this, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and he, so so he's training me, and um, so, That's so cool. and the story that he that he shares that is the one that kind of reflects with me, and it was basically because for me it was real, it was real two times for me. It was real mm -hmm. when I made my first when I got my first sale, because you know like after I got it, you know a check went in my account, and I was like, oh, uh -oh. like oh yeah yeah. <laughs> so you know so and that made it real. And the second one was when I made my first thousand uh, dollar uh, residual uh, check. So when I made that first one. Actually, cool. I made two because I made I made one with the company, and then like a month or two later, I made one with the other company by you know getting my, money off my notes. So when when I made those two, I was like, oh, like you know, like if you just do the work, then you know. Like results are gonna happen. It's it's the same thing like a gym membership. Like if you buy a gym membership, and you never go to the gym, you're not going to, um, yeah, you're not going to, you know, you're not gonna, you know, gain muscle, lose weight, uh, you know, build your endurance, whatever. You just have a gym membership. So there, obviously, there's people like that on on the team who just are cool with, you know, just be, staying on auto ship, you know, being customers or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, but you but you got to sit for the leaders to see the people who are doing stuff. So, um, and, and I'll say that was when, uh, a couple of, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine. And, uh, so it was actually three people. So the guy that recruited me, it was me and it was a friend of mine and we were on a comp, uh, like a mastermind or whatever. And we were basically figuring out how to get to the next level. And then, mm -hmm. cause we were, uh, there were some goals that we were trying to accomplish. And then, um, uh, I, I, I to be honest, I, I felt a little short, but, um, uh, and I, yeah, I fell short. The guy that I recruited, he had basically, um, I think he had got got his first. It was either thousand or two thousand or something like that. And the other one, like he's, um, 
he was like a no at the time he was he was like making five five grand a month no, not five grand five figure a month um I don't want to mess up the story. I don't want you know, so I don't want to go too far. But I know these cool. kids. But, but he, but he, but we had he had basically we had laid out a plan, and um, like all of us, even though I fell short of my goal, I was still I was still happy with that month. And wow. um, he was like, yeah. And so then he was like, yeah, just let's let's rinse and repeat it. Let's you know mm -hmm. you know do it again. So and that you know that's kind of the quote unquote easy slash hard part because like once you hit that, there's a high, you know, mm -hmm. and then you're like, and then you got to enjoy it for that moment. And then boom, you want to get back to work. So no problem. Yeah. No problem. yeah. So cool, man. So um as we get ready to close out, I was wondering for those that may be in sales, what's some of the if you could if you could give two tips for people that's out here listening, uh young entrepreneurs that are getting into sales when they really been been having a struggle. What are as a as a network marketing trainer or just a sales trainer? Because at the end of the day, network marketing in my mind creates amazing salespeople and you know uh, building businesses, prospectors, like everything regarding sales. Network marketing didn't teach you that. So if you had two tips, what would those tips be for a person to build a successful business in general? Well, first, it's the you know the mindset. Um, and the mind, the mindset that um, you got to believe what it is that you're building. There, mm -hmm. you know, we're in um, a space right now, you know, especially with you know podcasts, social media, you know, all these different platforms. Where um, if you don't, if you don't believe in yourself to build it, the people who you're trying to recruit or the people you're trying to bring in, they're mm -hmm. not going to believe it either. So you have to have a. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, you know, you got to put your ego and your pride aside. However, you got to have a belief and a commitment that it's going to work. Like with the work that you're doing is going to work because you're not going to see, uh, see the results um, tomorrow. You know, you'll see it overnight when you put in the work. There's a book that I always suggest people to read. It's called The Slight Edge and The mm -hmm. Compound Effect. And it just talks about, have, have you heard of those books? You shake your head, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's so it's, if you read those books, yeah, it talks it talks about just doing the mundane daily routines, um, basically how to build, you know, how to move forward and grow. Um, uh, that's number one. Um, so that's the mindset, uh, and I would say number two, the mindset and personal development. I would say mm -hmm. mindset and personal development a slash, and I would say number two is um, play. You got to play the long term game. You know, like you're you're. This is a quote that stuck with me when I first started. They said you can have 10, uh, 10 network marketing companies one year, like a 10, uh, how, how do you say it? It's, you can have 10 uh, companies in one year or you can have one 10 year uh, career. That's what we said, 10 career, you know, 10 companies in one year career, or you can have one, one company in 10 years. And so treat it like a career, treat it like it's a long term, like you're, well, when you're building wealth, mm -hmm. it's not something that's going to happen tomorrow. These get rich mm -hmm. fast schemes, like they're, they're not sustainable, they're not sustainable. They're not, mm -hmm. they're, you're not building wealth for yourself. You're not building wealth for your family. Like, it, and, and it's hard, like I said, it's hard because if you're in that space, when you're, you know, thinking about your next paycheck, you got to think about you know, your son's paycheck, you know, your, your you know, your, if you're building a legacy, you got to think about, I'm doing this for the, you know, 10, 10 years from now, me, the 50 year old me, the 60 year old me, I'm doing this for the 30 year old, my son, I'm doing this for my, the 10 year old grandson. Like that's the work that you're putting in. You got to think long-term instead of trying to make these short term, uh, quick hits. Appreciate this. I enjoyed this conversation. Uh, from the, the pro basketball to network marketing, all of that. Definitely tell the people. Also, I don't know if I mentioned, but you are a blogger. So uh, before you close out, I definitely want you to tell people, you know, what it is you're doing, how they can do business with you, uh, product, services, things of that nature. But before we close out, briefly tell the people about your blog. What is it about? Where can they find it? Things of that nature. So, um, yeah, my, my blog is, and that's another re uh, resource that you can reach out to me. Um, and a real quick story on that. Um, 
for people who are thinking about blogging. I mean, it. so there's three, you know, so blogging is an online asset. And this is something that, you know, if you're trying to think long-term, blogging doesn't work overnight. It works over time. So if you're going to be a blogger, you know, it's similar to podcasts. The only thing that's different with blogging is that, it, you know, it has, if you're, you don't have to like to write, but you got, you know, it's got to be content, you know, there's a visual, and then there can be, uh, you know, type, some type of video. But blogging is a online asset that you can build and create another stream of income for yourself if you want to, you know, learn how to blog. So um, my blog is uh, askjwarren.com, and I talk about network marketing training. So, uh, you know, it's stories, um, there's podcasts, there's um, training on how, you know, the experience that I've had with, you know, my journey, the journey of the people uh, I've coached, uh, the journey of, you know, my coaches coaching me, where I teach and train and the, the tips that I share, I put that on my blog and I share that with, um, you know, other, you know, network marketers so they can learn how to, you know, overcome what it is that they're they're going through as well. Fantastic, man. I really appreciate that. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can follow you. I know you just take uh plug your blog, ask J Warren, J-A-Y Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N.com, ask jwarren.com. Uh, where else can they find you? What's your name on social media? Uh, are you on YouTube, TikTok? Like where are the places that they can find you? So say so sjwarren.com, obviously you can find me on my blog, sjwarren on uh LinkedIn, uh Twitter. They still call it Twitter, right? Um, <laughs> X, if they call yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. X, my bad. Yeah, X. Um, it's TikTok. So ask Jay Warren on cool. all social media platforms. You can find cool. me, Facebook. Um, yeah, just uh, reach out, connect with me. And um, yeah, you know, I, even I just love to have a conversation. And there's a lot of offers on my blog, too. So, um, sure. it's, yeah, so if they, if, they, if they want, if they need something uh, in their business that they need help with, there's offers on there where they can, um, they can get at them. Fantastic. Man, I appreciate you. I really appreciate your time. Y'all, this is Jay Warren, Mr. Jay Warren. Uh, I don't know if y'all say X. Do you say X pro professional ball? Or how you say that? <laughs> I mean, you, you can just say Jay X Warren, uh, entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur. Yeah, like the pro, the pro thing. Like, uh, like it's like Michael Jordan. People don't call Michael Jordan an X pro player. They just call him a businessman. Like, Jay-Z's okay, not cool. a rapper. Jazzy, Jay-Z's not a rapper anymore. He's an yeah. entrepreneur. So. He's a business man. A, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. But check out Jay Warren, entrepreneur, businessman, man of many talents and professions. So I appreciate your time. Oh, Y'all know. Man. Many blessings. It is your folk, Marquise Trent. Thank you for listening to the Resonate Into Riches podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.